Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you, Joanne. Joanne said it's a bit like memory lane for her tonight. It certainly is for me too. I remember Joanne uh, when she was very young, um, quite a few years ago in Coleraine when our paths overlapped on quite a few occasions. And my name is Ken Clark. One of the greatest joys and privileges in my life is to serve on the board of New Irish. And so it's lovely to be with New Irish here tonight. And isn't it wonderful how God is using New Irish in so many different ways. And I'd love us just to give Jonathan and all the musicians and singers tonight here a real round of applause and appreciation. Well, in this, the last night of the 2019 Bangor Worldwide Missionary Convention, I thought it might be good just for a few minutes to ask the question, what is this convention all about? A while ago, I came across a little mat, and it said on it, is the hokey cookie what it's all about? You know, for some people, that is what life is all about. It's about something trivial, something superficial and shallow. And it's really important to ask what something is about. And really, I think that song, that beautiful, beautiful hymn that Joanna's just sung, in many ways, is what this convention is all about. It's all about the cross of Christ, the call of Christ, the command of Christ. It's about what the cross of Christ really means and what the implications of that are for all who follow the Jesus who died on the cross, the crucified Savior. And so just for a few minutes, I want to share with you tonight three observations that I have made in my life in the last year, 18 months, months, and three declarations that I think are not only what this convention is all about, but what the gospel is all about. And the first one is this. A couple of Sundays ago, Helen and I were celebrating for a few days and nights in Budapest, Hungary, the 49th anniversary of our 21st. And some of you may want to borrow my calculator to work out what that means. You're welcome to do so. But it sounds a lot better than saying that this year we were both 70. Um, And on the Saturday, I googled to find out if there were any English-speaking churches in Budapest, and I discovered there was a few. So we went along on the Sunday morning to the Danube International Church. At at what point in that service, there must have been a couple of hundred people there, Uh, any who were visiting, we were asked, somebody in that section, if you're visiting, stand up, just tell us your name and where you're from. So when the point came, I just happened to say, we were Ken and Helen Clark from Ireland, and a couple of comments, and that was it. But I couldn't help but notice during the whole time of worship, just across from us, there was a young dad and his young wife and four kids. And I was so impressed with that young man. The way he uh, treated his wife with such respect and love, the way he was engaged with his children, 
And at the end of it, I, I just went straight over to him at the end of time of the worship and I said, I, I held him in both arms and I said, I just want to say thank you for what I have seen of Jesus in you this morning and the brilliant dad and husband you are. I think he thought, would the men in white coats please come and take this man away, you know? But then, the funny thing was, he said, oh, I know who you are. When you said your name, I googled you. <laughs> but he thought I was Ken Clark, the politician, you know, but I wasn't. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. But then he shared with me something about his life story, and recently he and his wife have just started a whole new mission initiative, and do you know what they're calling it? Truth planters. Truth planters. Isn't that brilliant? In a culture and in a part of the world where truth has gone out the window, where truth for many people is no longer a priority, here we have a couple of young people committed to the truth of the gospel and the sharing of that truth and the discipling of people with the truth of the gospel. Folks, that's what this convention is all about. It's about truth. It's not about fiction. It's not about fantasy. The stories that have been shared this week are truth stories, real stories, stories of what God is doing in different parts of the world. And the gospel is about truth. It's the truth that sets us free, isn't it? Read the book of Galatians, Paul's letter to the Galatians, twice in the second chapter. He talks about the truth of the gospel. Just a couple of years ago, do you remember the key word for that year was post-truth? Have you ever noticed that? For many today, truth doesn't matter. The bishop was visiting a school class one morning, and he wanted to teach the children the importance of telling the truth, of being honest. And he started off and said to the boys and girls, what is a lie? Different hands with up. He asked the wrong little boy, as we often do. Please, sir, a lie is an abomination unto the Lord and a very present help in trouble. Well, <laughs> he didn't quite get it right. He knew his Bible, but he got it mixed up, didn't he? We can make the Bible say anything. But the deck, my observation is the observation of that fantastic young couple with a passion for Christ, a love for the gospel of Christ, and an enthusiasm to share it and to plant truth wherever we go, wherever they go. And folks, that's what this convention is all about. And I hope we will go away from the convention this year as truth planters, because it's the truth that sets people free. Not fiction, not fantasy, not fairy tale. It's the truth of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ that will set people free today. Through that, they will become a new creation. Second observation. Last year I was involved in a leadership event in Dublin, and there were five of us had gone down in the train from the north to Dublin, and uh, before we got the train back in the afternoon, we walked across from Connolly Station in Dublin just to get a cup of coffee, a cup of tea together, and went into this coffee shop in Talbot Street across from the train station. This is about two o'clock, half two, weekday afternoon. And I was up getting the coffees and the teas, and the first two coffees arrived. And I know I just apologize in advance, because some of you are going to think, he is so sad. The barista gave me the first two coffees, two cappuccinos, 
and on the top of each cappuccino, she had put the most beautiful heart. I couldn't get over this. I just said to her, those hearts are amazing. How do you do that on the top of a cappuccino? That's what I'll tell you, like I'm sad, really sad. (laughs) And then from behind me, you'll never guess what the barista and I heard. This is what we heard. When you're doing mine, would you please make it a broken heart? And I turned around, and beside me was this beautiful young African girl, I'd say about 20 years old. And I looked her straight in the eye, and I said, do you honestly have a broken heart? And her eyes filled with tears, and she said, yeah. And I said, well, I have good news for you. Broken hearts can be healed. The second declaration is Jesus stood up in that synagogue, read from Isaiah chapter 61. Do you remember? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And what do we read in Isaiah 61? He came to bind up the brokenhearted folks. Jesus came to forgive sinful hearts. He came to fill empty hearts. He came to heal broken hearts. He came to give us a new heart so that we can be a new creation. Hallelujah! That's what this convention is all about, folks. It's about hope. I love Peter's first letter. Do you remember in that very first chapter some of the things he says? Is it any wonder he's praising God as he writes, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into what? A living hope, not something dead, folks. Isn't it incredible how often in certain parts of our province we'll see graffiti on walls, three words, what are they? No Pope here. Sometimes I think it should be no hope here because that's what should be written across many lives. Incidentally, in Belfast, I saw someone sprayed on under those three words, lucky Pope. (laughs) I, I like that sense of humor. I like that sense of humor. They got it right. But how many people do you know and how many people do I know and written right across their hearts is no hope here. Folks, this convention is about a gospel of hope. The good news of Jesus Christ is about giving hope to the hopeless. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Why? Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he was the way and the truth and the life who could help them find forgiveness for their sin and hope for the future. So the second declaration is the gospel is about hope, folks. That's what this convention is about. My third observation is this, and this really upset me, as did the last experience. I saw a man recently and written across his sweater with these words, only children and fools tell the truth. Only children and fools tell the truth. That's tragic, folks. God, the God we have worshipped here this evening is a God of truth. 
The gospel that this convention is all about is not something that some human being has made up. This gospel is a revealed gospel. Read Paul's letter to the Galatians. It's about divine revelation, not human imagination. Just listen to these words, verses 11 and 12 in Galatians chapter 1. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. And the good news of the Christian faith, the gospel, is divine revelation. It's a message from the heart of God to the heart of men and women right across the centuries, right across the nations, right across the generations. It's a message from the creator to the created. It's a message from the redeemer to tell us about redemption. It's a message from a God who loves us. It's a message to a sinful self-obsessed people and culture who are desperately in need of a selfless, grace-filled Savior. The third declaration is the gospel is revelation. It's a message from God. It's good news. And it's not only to be preached, it's not only to be proclaimed, it's to be practiced, lived out, And I hope and pray we'll go out from this convention tonight to live it out, to be good news people. I can honestly say this, that in my long life, I have never, ever known a time in my lifetime when there is so much openness as there is in Ireland today. We heard about those thousands of people in that Greek island. Let's pray for them and help There are over six million people on this island of Ireland all need the gospel, the truth of God, the hope of God, the revelation that comes from God. Let's be truth planters. Let's go out in the power of the Holy Spirit to make sure people don't just hear words from us, but see the message lived out in our lives. They see that there's something different here. It's harvest time. With this I finish. The first time I was at this convention was in the mid-1960s. You can understand how young I was then. Stuart Briscoe was preaching. I'll never forget it. He preached from Proverbs chapter 10, verses 1 to 5. And he challenged us with these words from Proverbs 10. A son who sleeps in harvest brings shame. Is a disgraceful son. But a son who gathers in harvest time, is wise, is prudent. Let's go out to be truth planters, good news sharers, and harvest reapers, because it's harvest time. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your presence with us here this evening. Send us out in the power of your Holy Spirit to be good news people. In the precious and strong name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit 
www.worldwidemission.org/donate